Welcome all to another episode of the Rational Standard podcast. I'm Nicholas Woodsmith, Managing Editor of the Rational Standard. And um, this is a new format for the Rational Standard podcast. While we we'll may be continuing our previous format of uh, Nicholas Babaya inviting a guest on to discuss a myriad of interesting topics, this is more of a homegrown format. I am joined by three other Rational Standard uh, members, and we'll be discussing uh, various topics uh, this evening. Um, can you introduce yourselves? Well, uh, my name is Christian van Heysen, and I'm one of the founders of Rational Standard. Um, so, yeah, I've just got an interest in all the things, you know, we try to make South Africa freer and a better and more prosperous by sharing our ideas and our thoughts and things. Um, sadly, we don't get listened to as, <laughs> as much as I think we ought to, but we're not going to give up. So, uh, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I am Martin van Staden. I'm the editor-in-chief of Being Libertarian, which is the Rational Standards parent company, and I'm also a co-founder of RS. My day job is in public policy. Uh, and yeah, just like the rest of them here, I try to uh, convince South Africa that freedom is the, uh, the antidote to most of our woes. But yeah, nobody seems to care. We worry about personality and sensationalism. So we enjoy and uh, deserve most of the uh, suffering we get, I guess. Uh, yeah. Finally, Mpiaki. Yeah, my name is Mpiaki Damini. I'm a contributor to the rational standard. And so, yeah, we're just uh, trying to push uh, the, the rational ideas of freedom, liberty, property rights, and such things. So we hope we eventually get listened to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, we are being listened to just by the wrong people. Yeah. Um, so, um, lastly, a full introduction for myself, uh, Nicholas Woodsmith, co-founder of The Rational Standard, current managing editor. Uh, my day job is writing books about um, fiction that makes more sense than reality. Yeah. Um, so, the topics for this evening is a, a broad topic, The New Dawn. And we're going to be breaking this up into discussing um, the recent metric results um, ESCOM, which is a topic that never dies, sadly, and um, the gun amnesty, yeah, and that's it. And of course, um, we're all a bunch of friends discussing stuff, so it's probably going to be breaking into a lot of segues. So I hope you enjoy. Um, so first on the list of topics is the matric results. Um, so, uh, who here has been taking an interest in matric? I haven't for uh, the last five or six years. Yeah, I've, I've been following some of it. It's, uh, it looks it, it looks like, you know, interesting that in that uh, there's been such a, a huge growth in the number of people who have passed metric, in the proportion of people who have passed their metric. But, of course, the devil is in the details. If you actually look at the numbers, I mean, I, I think I saw a stat saying from the, um, uh, from the Democratic Alliance saying that actually the real, real pass rate is 39%. Mm. If you compare with the people who actually were in grade 10, and then uh, and the people who 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 wrote their metric, and so there's that. But there's been a lot of people who have fallen through the gaps, and so there's a that's a big problem in South Africa. Continues to be a problem, and also maybe just fudging the results in a way because you know the standards have been adjusted. That's what they that's the term they use adjusted mm. over the years, and they tend to be adjusted downwards. 
I don't remember them being tested I, upwards. I, I think <laughs> I literally think one of the the, the uh, standard pass mark now is something like thirty percent. <laughs> it's not fifty percent to pass a subject. Of course, if you want university admission, you need fifty and up. But yeah. to just get your matric certificate, you need something like thirty percent. And that even then, if you fail, I think I heard about a new policy whereby, or not a policy, but a minister or something instructing. Uh, their subordinates to just pass children who fail too many times, like to just push them through. Yeah. And I mean, this is the type of nonsense that happens in our public uh, education system. And I mean, we, we know what the answer to this is. It's to get government totally uninvolved in the process because uh, it's, it's in, in, in the ruling party's political interests to say that they have succeeded in passing mm -hmm. all these millions of children um, and then obviously that's not reflective of reality. It's it's all politics. So yeah, we we need to um, uh, get to a point where it's all private schools uh, before, of course, before COSA succeeds in nationalizing <laughs> all private schools. Yeah, I, I think you may, you make oh, a good oh, point. Oh, sorry, we're going to continue, Christian. Oh, sorry, no, I just I just wanted to say that we should you know they talk about an eighty percent pass rate. We should bear in mind that these are results, as you said, in Piaque, are adjusted um, to some sort of bell curve. Um, so they do adjust the, the results to get the percentage, the pass rate they want. But I think there's only one statistic that you really need to know um, when it comes to the metric results, and that is that less than 10% of, uh, of students who entered grade 1 12 years ago got more than 50% in this year's metric exams. Less than 10% will sure. get more than 50% for maths in the trip. Yeah. Um, understandable. And that's a scary statistic. I mean, it is. maths is <laughs> everywhere. We need engineers and accountants and doctors and things, people who can do science. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's shocking, really. I actually yeah, hear... Sorry, yes? I was, I was just about to say, on Martin's point about uh, private schooling, it's, uh, it's actually, uh, uh, the, it, it solves all of these problems. It solves the quality problem as well as solving the problem of, of students dropping out. And so, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Only, I think, only government has an interest in, 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 in lowering standards like this. I don't think any parent out there, no matter how poor you are, you want your child to actually know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I do actually know from um, a number of schools in my orbit, luckily not the school I went to, Actually, perhaps they may have been doing this without my knowledge, but um, any person who was not measuring up t uh, to pass matric by grade 11, they were pressured out of the school uh, because sure, they sure. wanted to maintain their own personal uh, pass rate. Sure. Um, and this is why I think I agree with uh, Christian that we the only statistic that matters is how many people who enter grade one actually get, uh, get their matric. Um I think that uh, Martin and I also share a, um, a very skeptical view of modern education. So it's not for mm -hmm. me though. It's not even about private schooling. It's about a complete um, reform of how we treat education, because um, yeah. we don't only want uh, private schools. We want private schools that actually take advantage of the fact that they're private, that they don't have to teach a standardized, incompetent curriculum. They don't even have mm -hmm. to teach a curriculum. There should be a free market in how um, uh, in competing for 
what kids want to study, um, what employers want people to study. And we should just actually just return to an organic approach. Well, not actually return, basically allow an organic growth of what schools should actually be teaching. And the only way to achieve that is a true free market with very little regulation over education. Yeah, absolutely. The, the problem is that all schools, private or not, uh, are based on a, a template that I think was set by, was it Bismarck in the 1800s? Like he set a template that is now universally adopted by public and private schools throughout the world. And I mean, it's the, the, the quality of the education, the relevance of the education is not the only problem, but also the culture that it instills in children. There's a very authoritarian, almost militaristic uh, uh, regimentation where all the seats in the room need to be perfectly aligned in rows right behind each other and you're all sitting looking at the the almost the fearer sitting at the front the, the teacher I mean it's the whole thing is just a, a perverted structure that that, that need I, I don't even want to use the word reform the whole thing needs to be brought down uh, to 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 its knees destroyed and rebuilt uh, definitely on on principles of uh, of volunteerism of uh, compassion of uh, basically uh, responding to the actual needs and demands of the market and if, if you're not inclined to the market then whatever your community seems to want or whatever you want I mean uh, one of the directors of the free market foundation wrote a booklet um, a few years ago uh, unchained a child where he talks about uh, the idea of almost uh, a type of mall uh, like a shopping mall but for education so that parents drop the kid off in the morning he goes into this mall and like like there are many shops but it, these are actually places where you can walk in and learn something and you can just pick and choose what he wants to learn for however long that day so maybe you need a bit more structure than that but I think the basic idea uh, makes sense there needs to be a lot more freedom in education and I mean in, in South Africa I guess that's that's a bit too complicated right now we, we should get the existing paradigm right but yeah, I mean, if we get it right, I'm I'm not gonna be impressed. To be totally honest with you, I'm not I'm not gonna be impressed if we actually get basic education right. I don't I don't really think that's actually gonna solve any of our problems. I don't think South Africa's problems lies with a mm. lack of education. I mm. think our our problems are almost exclusively political, yeah. and that if we solve the political problem and that we deregulate, we have structural policy reforms then all the other problems will basically solve themselves. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. A, a lot of people think, tend to think that uh, education, education is this panacea that's just going to magically fix South Africa because everyone will suddenly become more rational, everyone <laughs> will uh, vote the right way and things like that. I don't, I don't see it like that. I mean, if you look at the worst leftists that we have in South Africa, they, those are people who are the most educated the academics. Mm -hmm. And so just looking at that. And also another point that's not, that doesn't get made uh, often enough is that the more the growth of private schooling, just like the growth of private healthcare, actually saves government money. So there's more for them to actually steal. And so if someone should, would actually make this point to them, that you, hey guys, you could actually have more money to steal mm -hmm. if you just allow people to have to choose the private option. Mm -hmm. Because every every parent, as soon as you get a little bit of money, you you, you, you take the private route. Yeah. Um, it's such a normy solution to say that education is you know going to fix everything. Um, yeah. And, but even if you're a normie and believe that, uh, Martin, you're still right. It's still a political um, problem 
because um, it's political problems which have caused our education to go down the crapper. Yeah. Um, with the fact that the teachers' unions have too much power, and the fact that the um, and the fact that there's uh, also that we have a standardized curriculum that's so crap and um, based on po- political motives, and that's mm-hmm. um, oh, well, apparently the curriculum's got uh, gotten even worse since I matriculated, and mm-hmm. um, I don't want to have to look. Um, any closing statements on this uh, topic? I just want to say I think you know the education system as it exists now, and um, you know it hasn't really adapted to anything. I mean the K through 12 system is, is has been with us for I don't know how many decades, and schools originally were founded because parents needed something to do with their kids while they were at work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's that's the original purpose of schools, not necessary to educate the child. Um, you know you, you think of what you actually learn in school. You waste, waste. You spend 12 years learning it. Um, mm. You know, you should actually be able to learn more, more efficiently than that. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say it needs to be torn down because I don't have a solution. So I don't think it's working, but I, I don't have anything better in mind at the moment. Yeah, I guess we're stuck with that. The, the solution is just to leave it to the private sector. I mean, there are a lot of uh, ideas out there from uh, vouchers yeah. and, uh, and things like that. Leave it to the private sector. They'll find the solution. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I, th- I think you just summarized the, this entire podcast. Just leave it to the private sector. <laughs> <laughs> um, which actually leads us very appropriately to the next topic, which is ESCOM. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, hopefully, actually, we don't get a surprise blackout while recording this, which is very possible. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get your hopes up, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Um, ESCOM is actually, I wrote, uh, as you guys will know, but in, uh, for listeners who don't know, I have written quite extensively on ESCOM to the point where I'm actually very bored of it. But I know quite a lot about the history behind ESCOM, why it's in the state that it is. And also a lot of the, um, I know the facts, which a lot of people don't like to accept, that ESCOM did not function well under apartheid. Mm-hmm. There's this huge myth that they did, despite the, all the listed blackouts, including a complete total blackout, which ESCOM under the um, new government hasn't actually had yet. But they <laughs> were, in the 70s, there was a total blackout. Um, it just wasn't as – it's just South Africa is larger now. The industry, actually, the industry is more reliant on power now. So now uh, a blackout would be more lethal now. Um, yeah. And um, anyone else have anything to say about this before I go on a tangent and start quoting my entire paper? So I'm hoping that you would actually go on that tangent, Nicholas, because I remember when I wrote that article based on your paper, uh, making the points that you were making in that paper, that uh, it's actually uh, the structure as as a monopoly, not not the fact that who's running it. It's relevant who's running it almost. Not completely, but almost. It's almost Mm -hmm. relevant because the the economics just don't work. And so a lot of people, I got a lot of flack for that because (laughs) people came to me and 